Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 32nd Martin J. Foreman Memorial Lecture hosted by IFPRI. I am Marie Ruel, and I'm Director of the Poverty Health and Nutrition Division at IFPRI, and I'm very pleased to moderate the event this year. We have a very special guest and an exciting agenda. And first on our agenda today is a video address from Dr. Yo Swinnen, who is our Director General at IFPRI and is also Managing Director of Systems Transformation for the CGIAR. Um, before we listen to the video, uh, we just want to mention that we would like to hear from you. And uh, there will be a 40 minutes or so Q&A session at the end. And so start writing your questions uh, on our Q&A. Uh, and uh, please submit them on ifpre.org, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or by using hashtag AskIfPre on Twitter. So uh, now we will listen to the video from Yo Swinnen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm delighted to welcome you to the 32nd annual Martin J. Froman Memorial Lecture. This commemorates Dr. Foreman's substantial contributions to international nutrition. Since 2002, IFPRI has hosted this lecture series, and I am pleased to welcome you to our 20th year. I would also like to take this opportunity to acknowledge USAID's continued commitment to the Foreman lecture series. Dr. Foreman headed the Office of Nutrition at USAID for over 20 years and was instrumental in drawing attention to nutrition planning through a multi-sectoral approach, which includes agriculture, education, and health. He was critical in developing the United Nations Subcommittee on Nutrition and several micronutrient initiatives. Following in his tradition, we are delighted that Sean Baker, the Chief Nutritionist of USAID, is here with us today. I would also like to recognize Marie Ruel for once again chairing this formal lecture selection committee. And I would like to warmly thank our dedicated selection committee members, Sean Baker, Alan Burke, Kenan Foreman, Marcia Griffiths, Mira Shekar, Kelly Stewart, and the new member added this year, Martin Lane Cochran, Dr. Foreman's granddaughter. Every year, Dr. Foreman's family joins us for the lecture. And today we are privileged to be joined by Dr. Foreman's son, Kenan Foreman, Mr. Foreman, we appreciate that you and your family can join us to celebrate your father's tremendous achievements in this field. Each year, this lecture series selects a renowned lecturer for their contributions to addressing global nutrition issues. I am honored to welcome Her Excellency Ambassador Minata Samate Sesuma as this year's speaker. Ambassador Sesuma has over 30 years of experience in international relations, peace and security, and humanitarian and social affairs. Her work as the Commissioner for Health, Humanitarian Affairs and Social Development throughout the African continent is especially poignant in light of the AU's 2022 Year of Nutrition. Today, she will speak about the AU's progress towards achieving its goal of strengthening resilience in nutrition and food security on the African continent which is part of the long-term vision set out in Agenda 2063. And this year's goal was to strengthen agro-food systems while improving health and social protection systems to accelerate human, social, and economic capital development. 
In addition to, ex to existing malnutrition challenges, local and global food systems across the African continent have faced a tumultuous few years as countries mitigated the effect of the COVID-19 pandemic. The economic difficulties arising from the global food crisis sparked by the Ukraine conflict and the ever-present effects of climate change. The urgency of our global situation demands immediate and significant action if we are to address current food systems needs and their needs, as well as anticipate and prevent future shocks. Substantial collaborative efforts are still needed, and it is vital to stress the importance of investing in nutrition at global and continental levels. A multi-sectoral multi response is needed to help improve nutrition outcomes and to catalyze the continent's social, economic, and human capital development. The 2022 Year of Nutrition Declaration and the subsequent calls to action should be seen as a crucial opportunity to provide long-term solutions to the current nutrition crisis on the continent. Thank you again to Her Excellency Ambassador Sesuma and our distinguished participants here, as well as everybody else who has joined on this call. I look forward to the discussions and to the presentations. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I was muted. Kenan, please go ahead with your remarks. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marie, and thank you, Director General. Um, I really appreciate uh, all the efforts that IFPRI has put into this lecture. Um, and uh, again, the selection committee, as you mentioned, um, really, we couldn't do it without Marie's leadership. Thank you so much. Of course, Sean Baker from AID. Um, we are super grateful for the partnership and the continued support. Uh, Alan Berg, um, probably my father's uh, oldest and dearest friend. Thank you, as always, for, for helping shepherd this lecture. Um, Mir, I know that uh, you're, you're on travel, and sorry you can't be with us, but thank you again. Marsha Griffiths, um, always, uh, always a participant and, and thoughtful in helping us select a speaker. Um, and of course, Kelly Stewart as well. Um, I'm really excited, as, as Director General mentioned, that uh, Martin Lane uh, Cochran, my niece and Marty's granddaughter, is joining us on the selection committee. Um, she's currently in Tunisia uh, working on many of these issues and I'm very excited to, to have her on board in the selection committee. Um, the entire IFPRI team, thank you. I know this is a tremendous amount to put this on, uh, be it virtual or in person. And uh, we hope that we can get back soon to, to an in-person lecture, but we're incredibly grateful for the entire staff at IFPRI. Um, we are joined today uh, by some of the family um, spread around the world. Um, I know that uh, my sister Sidra um, is, is joining us from DC. Um, I'm not sure if my wife, Virginia, who's in Boston working, is able to join at the moment. Uh, John Cochran, um, Martin Lane's father, and, and there they are, uh, joining us as well. Um, my son, Noah, who is at school in Boston, um, I know is, or excuse me, in Maine, uh, is joining us from afar. Um, Martin Lane, of course, from Tunisia, from Tunis, um, who's, who's joined us, and my son, Sasha, who's next to me. Uh, 
as well. Um, thank you all so much. Um, we, we really are uh, excited and, and grateful to IFPRI and AID for putting on this lecture. Um, we are incredibly honored this year to be joined by Her Excellency um, Ambassador Susuma, and we are incredibly grateful and uh, we have eager anticipation for your presentation. And thanks again and, and look forward to seeing everyone hopefully in person next time. Thanks again. Thank you so much. It's always wonderful to see uh, the family. Uh, we have actually seen your children, Kenan, grow year after year. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, thanks for being so faithful and, and, uh, and being able to be part of every year's lecture. Um, now it's my great pleasure to introduce Sean Baker, who serves as the chief nutrition the, the chief nutritionist for the USAID. Sean is a longtime supporter of nutrition, but not only of nutrition, he has also been a, a very big supporter of the prestigious Foreman Lecture. Sean, the floor is yours. Thanks so much, Marie. Uh, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Um, I also want to echo some thanks. Uh, first of all, Marie, to you personally, Dio, uh, to the International Food Policy Research Institute. The 32nd annual Foreman Lecture, really, this leadership on nutrition is more important now than ever, as Yo has laid out. Also, for those online, if you go on to the IFPRI website, there's a remarkable curation of all of the lectures going back to the first ever in 1988. Also, Kenan, thanks to you and your family. Um, I think keeping your father's legacy alive is uh, a task and a privilege for all of us. And I think you truly illustrate that good nutrition is a family affair. Uh, Commissioner Samate, a huge appreciation to you for taking this on. I know I have a bit of insight into just how uh, busy your schedule is, so uh, it means a huge amount, and thanks to you and your team for coming to this, and thanks to participants from around the world. Um, in my role, I think for all of us who work in nutrition at USAID, uh, Dr. Foreman is a legend, uh, a motivation, and also a heavy responsibility. I think we all look, are we living up to his, to his legacy? One of the ways we honor his legacy is particularly resonant with one of our administrators' priorities, which is supporting our foreign service nationals. Uh, over 70% of USAID's workforce overseas are foreign service nationals. And back in 2015, we created the Foreman um, Fellowship Program so that foreign service nationals working nutrition around the world can spend time here in DC and back and forth. And we can really see the incredible leadership that our foreign service nationals around the world demonstrate to really advance the nutrition agenda. And without their dedication, their expertise, we would not be able to deliver on nutrition. As others have laid out, this lecture comes at perhaps one of the most critical times in global nutrition with this, uh, this confounding set, compounding set of crises we're facing in the world. The remaining effects of the COVID pandemic, the ever-growing impacts of the, the climate crisis, conflicts around the world, and of course, the global conflict of Russia's war on Ukraine leading to unprecedented shocks to agri-food systems. 
And as I take stock where we sat last year, uh, we are proud, hopefully living up to Dr. Foreman's legacy of some of the things we're able to do at USAID, starting with the Nutrition for Growth, uh, which actually was just a year ago, our administrator led the US delegation where we were able to announce $11 billion in commitments to nutrition over the next three years, and important policy commitments around breastfeeding, improvements to access nutrition data, uh, honing on the wastage agenda, both for prevention and treatment, uh, scaling up large-scale food fortification, et cetera. Also, we didn't know at that time just how hard the world was going to be hit. And uh, at, in July and then in September, uh, due to the generosity of Congress and the American people, uh, with the supplemental funding voted for to respond to the global food crisis, we were able to increase our own commitments to wasting prevention and treatment. And then through uh, the Pledging to Save Lives event, crowd in additional resources, resulting in total of an additional $530 million in wasting treatment and prevention above and beyond nutrition for growth. And then an incredibly celebratory moment uh, with the recent passage and signature of the Global Malnutrition, Malnutrition Prevention and Treatment Act, which I quip often should be called the Marty J. Foreman Act, which really codifies uh, USAID's leadership on nutrition and I think uh, puts into law much of what Dr. Foreman was striving to achieve of leading our nutrition across sectors. And then if I could go back to uh, a year ago, Nutrition for Growth Summit, and you will see it in the Global Nutrition Report, Year of Action Report, which was just released last week, the incredible uh, pouring, outpouring of support across many of our partner countries, particularly partner governments in Africa. The number of low and middle income countries have stepped up. The African Union itself committed to launching the Year of Nutrition, which uh, Commissioner Samate will speak about. And I think we could not achieve anything in our nutrition efforts without this leadership that's exemplified by Commissioner Samate and uh, partners across Africa. We feel fortunate that we're very well supported to, uh, we're very well equipped to support uh, the African Union's leadership. Uh, we just last year updated our list of nutrition priority countries. Uh, 12 of the 14 are in Africa. Um, and this really allows us to focus our attention and resources, our convening power in countries where not only is there a need, but very importantly, there's a real political commitment to address nutrition. Um, I, one of the quotes from Dr. Foreman that I always recall is the task is huge, but the rewards are infinitely greater. And the, leader, the leadership that Commissioner Samate has shown and continues to show is, is really, what we need to make sure that this task is achievable and we know that the benefits of good nutrition will accrue for generations to come across the continent. So with that, really a huge thanks to everyone and really looking forward to this lecture. Back to you, Marie. Thank you so much, Sean. Um, wonderful introduction. Um, and now I have the immense pleasure of introducing our guest speaker, Her Excellency Ambassador Minata Samate Sesuma, Commissioner for Health, Human, Humanitarian Affairs and Social Development at the African Union. 
You introduced Ambassador Samate already, but I want to emphasize that the lecture selection committee specifically chose Ambassador Samate this year because of her impressive leadership on driving the agenda on Africa's year of nutrition. So Her Excellency, the floor is yours. And for the participants, please do uh, put your questions in the Q&A. We will want to hear from you after Ambassador Samati's presentation. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much, uh, Mary. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank all uh, the speakers on for your kind words. Uh, Mr. Yuan Shumnen, uh, Managing Director of System Transformation, CGR and Director General uh, of if pre I don't know if I pronounce well, uh, Mr. Kinam Foman, son of Mr. Martin G. Foman, and uh, distinguished member of uh, your family. I'm happy to see all your family attending today's uh, event. Uh, Madam Moderator Ramari Ruel, Director of Poverty Health and Nutrition Division, and uh, my friend and uh, I, 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 will, I will say now, brother Sean Baker, uh, he knows why, Chief Nutritionist of uh, United States Agency for International Development, USAID. Ladies and gentlemen, all protocol duly observe attending to the platform and in the world. I'm delighted, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to be invited to deliver uh, this annual Martin G. Foreman Memorial Lectures on behalf of the African Union Commission and also as Commissioner in Charge of Health, Humanitarian Affairs and Social, social Development. This is quite a great honor for me, ladies and gentlemen. At the outset, I would like to stress my presentation on a few uh, aspects. I will focus on the challenges of the nutrition and food security in Africa. Uh, what do we have as African Union policies and strategies, our priorities, uh, the achievements since the beginning of uh, the year 2022. And uh, I will uh, conclude by a few uh, recommendation address to our member state, yes, and uh, share with you and uh, to see how together we can, we can uh, uh, achieve our objective on nutrition aspect in uh, our continent in collaboration with all of, of, all of you. You already uh, mentioned the important subject uh, uh, on nutrition because uh, for us as African Union, it was very, and it is still very important for us to think about this question. And that's why our assembly decided in February 2022 to have this team as the team of year 2022 and entitled Strengthening Resilience in Nutrition and Food Security on the African Continent, Strengthening Agro-Food System health and social protection system for the acceleration 
of uh, human, social, and economic uh, uh, capital development. Ladies and gentlemen, every year, for who, people who, who uh, don't know, every year the African Union dedicated a key uh, thematic topics to deepen the reflection, define strategies, and propose specific commitment uh, of stakeholder to address the challenges. And uh, 2022 was on is still on nutrition uh, because the, the, the topic is not only uh, important this year because uh, we have some challenges and these challenges uh, became more difficult with uh, uh, Corona, uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And also uh, it was important for us to deep our reflection on the root causes of uh, malnutrition and um, uh, uh, anger in Africa. And also what are these uh, 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 root causes. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't insist on on them because it, these causes are well known. We have now uh, at the top climate change impact, and uh, in Africa, uh, since uh, our independence, we face political instability with armed conflicts, and today now all uh, our region uh, uh, no uh, terrorist attacks. And also the lack of access to education, poverty, health, and pandemic, global trend. These are some root causes of this uh, uh, malnutrition and uh, food insecurity in Africa. And choosing this, this time proof uh, for us to be very timely, especially with the ongoing uh, Russia-Ukraine war, which broke out later and has caused an increase in food prices. As a result, most of our population cannot afford a healthy diet and most are going hungry. Uh, I would like to focus first on uh, the state of uh, uh, nutrition in Africa. In uh, uh, 2014, the African Union Assembly adopted the Malabo Declaration, which, which is very important for us because it is a commitment to end anger and bring stunting to 10% and underweight to 5% by 2025. While significant progress have made, achieved, we've only three years past uh, and uh, we are not far from 2025. Uh, we still have uh, difficulty to achieve uh, the targets mentioned, and uh, we are still facing many challenges. I will mention first uh, the undernourished uh, person in Africa. More than one third of the world undernourished people live in Africa. That a lot. Uh, we have. 282 million in 2020, an increase of 46 million people compared to 2019. And uh, these uh, figures be, uh, are based on um, the state of food uh, security and, mal mal uh, and nutrition report uh, 
of the report, uh, 2021 report. And the situation in EE is also difficult in the world. Uh, I want to insist on the number of uh, people uh, face these uh, difficulties in the world, but I would like to focus uh, especially, and uh, for caution, I, will, I can reply on the situation in the world. We have also challenges with healthy deaths. In 2019, around 3 billion people were unable to afford a healthy diet, of which one out of three live in Africa. And we have also, high prevalences of stunting. Between 2000 and 2020, the number of children with stunting in Africa increased also. And I won't forget the waste, wasting uh, prevalences is also high in Africa. And I mentioned also anemia, which remain persistent, especially among women, adolescent girls, and young children. And uh, uh, in the, the same vein, we have uh, overweight uh, people in Africa also, and uh, obesity. In addition to existing underweight challenges we face now in many countries with uh, this uh, overweight and uh, obesity, obesity is increasing in Africa. And uh, this uh, is associated with uh, many uh, diseases also in Africa. Uh, I would like also to mention COVID-19 pandemic uh, challenges that are led with increased nutrition challenges, especially in our villages. And uh, it was difficult uh, to re reverse the gain. We have again in the past, but coronavirus come and uh, uh, destroyed these gains we, we made before. Uh, we know now, we have now this uh, ukraine russia crisis, which exacerbated the situation in Africa, which uh, a significant impact uh, on the food insecurity and uh, nutrition situation uh, uh, in Africa. Yes, this one is not only uh, Africa. We have uh, many countries with uh, these difficulties, uh, but uh, we are also impacted. Moreover, through its adverse effect on the development of human capital and productivity, malnutrition is a significant contributing factor to the delay in economic and social development in Africa with unacceptable human consequences on individual communities and our nation. These challenges, uh, ladies and gentlemen, call for urgent action, urgent action for all of us. Uh, if we, we, are, we have to achieve what is necessary to shift our current outlook on nutrition in recognition of this, AU dedicated uh, the year of uh, nutrition and we have to, to, to mobilize uh, our member state, international community, civil society, uh, to see how we can work together and accelerate actions in ending hungers and uh, all its form in Africa. Uh, I would like also to talk about our policies uh, to, to, for, uh, to, uh, to achieve our objective. We have some policies and strategies, and I'm glad uh, to inform you that uh, uh, 
since the beginning, our member state uh, uh, increased uh, the, the action to, to solve this problem of nutrition based on uh, our policies. Before African Union, we have uh, OAU charters who, uh, which put also um, the finger on the necessity to have uh, good nutrition in Africa. Then after when we pass from a, a OAU to African Union, we have our Constitutive Act and then uh, our agenda 2063 with uh, aspiration one underline the importance of the nutrition for the Africa we want. This is our vision for uh, the, the 50 years when we were commemorating the 50 years of our union. We have this uh, agenda 2063. The goal of um, African people have a high standard of living quality of life, sound health and well-being, and this is the aspiration one and the goal three uh, is to have citizen with a healthy and well-nourished situation and enjoying a life expectancy above uh, 75 years uh, in Africa. And also we have some uh, uh, strategies. We have our charter on uh, uh, rights and welfare of children, our children. This, uh, this charter also focus on um, uh, uh, nutrition and call for adequate nutrition care to combat malnutrition and improve nutrition knowledge including bre uh, breastfeeding and human capital uh, development. We have our strategy, strategy, African Regional Strategy 2016-2025, which aim to accelerate the achievement of the World Health Assembly target. And I already mentioned Malabo. Malabo was very important for us, uh, Malabo 2014, because we need to end anger by reducing stunting uh, to 10% and under wet to 5% by 2025 or among other. And uh, coming to our priority, this is my third point. Uh, our priorities, priorities on nutrition. To face uh, the challenges I mentioned above, uh, we identified uh, some key policies, uh, priorities area or uh, for the team of year 2025. One priority for us is to strengthen data management and information system because Without data, good data, we cannot have good policies. And African Union Commission is working with our member state to ensure that data uh, is available and in timely manner to ensure better policies in our country. We are working with uh, AU stat stat statistical institute based in uh, Tunisia in this regard. We have also as priority increasing investment in nutrition. Without investment, uh, uh, we cannot achieve our objective. It is very important. And we have uh, many champions working on this issue to sensitize on the necessity uh, to increase uh, commitment, to have more funding to mobilize uh, 
domestic resources to finance uh, nutrition. For that, we are working with ministers uh, of finance to engage them uh, to work with us to, 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 to prioritize the cost of hunger in, uh, in Africa and also to be sure that we will achieve our objective at national level, regional level, and uh, international, uh, uh, continental level, because without a domestic funding, it might be difficult and we need to mobilize internally also. We have a study link with uh, the economy and social costs of uh, child undernutrition. They're uh, highlighting the need for increased uh, financing and multi-sectoral coordination. And uh, we have also to enhance uh, enhanced partnership to improve institutional capacity for that. We are working with our own, our partners, uh, African partners, uh, uh, continental and uh, our re regional economic communities. We have Auda Nepal, we have uh, ADB, and also bilateral and multilateral uh, partners among other. And USAID is a part of uh, our partner in the process. We, we prioritize also to increase accountability for nutrition. Uh, continental uh, accountability scorecard uh, was launched in 2019. This allows for data on nutrition to be collected directly from our member state and encourage them to have national data system uh, on nutrition. As mentioned, without a good data, without a good statistics, we cannot uh, uh, work uh, properly. The African Union uh, also have uh, in place African Nutrition Report to track commitment made by our member state, and that will be launched also uh, this year or uh, early the beginning of year during our next uh, uh, summit. Uh, we have uh, also prevention, prevention of uh, malnutrition, which uh, require uh, an enabling environment at the national level, as well as uh, the community level. These include, among other, safe water, sanitation, women education and empowerment, and the quantity and quality of uh, food and uh, available in our countries. And uh, African Union, as mentioned, we are working with our partner to ensure that our member states adopt a, an implement policies. Important to have policies, yes, but the implementation is uh, very, very important, especially our regional nutrition strategy. Uh, we, we, we have some achievement. When we have this team, we work with member states and we did, uh, 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 we have some achievement because we need to sensitize, we need to work, we need to advocate uh, the advocacy. And we were advocating to popularize the team of year. We encourage all our member states to launch the team internally, to work at all level, uh, at the level of head of state, ministerial member of parliament, nutrition and food security expert. We include media, young people, youth people, as Africa is very young continent, grassroots and our communities. This, the activity carried out 
on the team of year contributed to the popularization and increased uh, commitment toward addressing nutrition uh, and uh, food security challenges in the continent. And I attended many launching of the team. And I can tell you, we have some good experiences uh, on nutrition uh, in, in Africa. Let me maybe give you a few uh, examples of achievement in uh, we have, uh, as mentioned, um, a possibility and uh, the occasion to work with uh, our member state to promote Africa's indigenous food. We have food in Africa. We encourage also diversity and, and nutritional value because with uh, this crisis now, we realize that we have food not well known or we are not consuming with uh, collaboration with uh, another department. We are working on that to increase that one also in Africa. We work also uh, in building the resi resilience of African girls through quality nutrition and education, early childhood development and nutrition, scaling up uh, breastfeeding through multi-sectoral approaches, investment and systematic change, reducing obesity to combat uh, the growing burden of non-communicable uh, communicable uh, diseases and improve health, health and well-being uh, in Africa as uh, we have uh, health issues also. I already talked about data and information system. That one uh, we prioritize because we want to be sure when we are elaborating the strategies to be sure that we will achieve our objective. We have a substantial nutrition investment. That one uh, is very, very important for us. Uh, if without investment, we cannot fight uh, uh, malnutrition. And we were working with our partner to see how we can prioritize uh, uh, domestic um, uh, finance to increase that one. For that, we uh, associate private sector also. I was in Abidjan lately, and we include them also. They, are, they have money, but they can uh, contribute also uh, to help uh, uh, member states. If you, are, you have your business and people are not uh, healthy, they are not eating well, they cannot uh, buy what you are producing as a private uh, uh, person in our continent. It's very important to guarantee domestic resources allocation for uh, nutrition uh, programming. This decision come after uh, the presentation of the progress made uh, in the implementation. We did that one uh, in uh, Lusaka uh, last July. And also we, for us, um, MPs are very important. We, advo we, we extend our advocacy to them also. They are in the uh, ground, they are working with our community to see how we, they can also bring the contribution to achieve uh, uh, to, uh, our objective and to implement the roadmap of the team of year. Something very important is uh, climate change. Climate change continue to affect uh, our population livelihood and uh, climate change related shocks in Africa are huge because uh, we have uh, it I've come from I'm coming from Sahel we have drought and then after we have floods 
we have an increased incidence of pests and um, over diseases. And the, I mentioned the floods, if uh, it happens, it damage everything, the crops, livelihood, and infrastructure. And uh, this is uh, very, very important for us. The impact is used, but uh, alone, Africa cannot uh, do uh, the job uh, uh, to reduce uh, uh, difficulty challenges uh, of nutrition with this climate change. Our, our, we were confident that Sharm El Sheikh uh, COP27 will uh, give opportunity to do something on climate change issues. And uh, it was also occasion for uh, African countries to launch some new initiative. We and uh, to talk about uh, the link between climate change and food insecurity. As an initiative, we have uh, uh, one on climate action and nutrition, and also advocacy for climate funding and nutrition. The year uh, 22 and the last activity we have uh, to sensitize our member states was uh, in Abidjan. Uh, I just come back, uh, come back uh, last night. And uh, Abidjan was very important for us because uh, we call for action. It's good to talk, but uh, uh, we need to focus on action and uh, to, uh, to have strategic investment through innovative financing to better address climate change, conflict, uh, uh, COVID pandemic, uh, conflict, the cost um, of food and fuel related threats to food and uh, nutrition security in order to achieve the long-term goal of uh, sustainable and safe food uh, uh, for all uh, in Africa. And um, this was the last activity. And what can I say as a recommendation? We address uh, this recommend recommendation to our member state. We insisted uh, on the necessity to increase domestic investment in nutrition, including by establishing investment target in priority sectors, such as agriculture and health, social protection, education, water and sanitation. We also, with our member states, integrate nutrition objective in public program programs across our uh, food, health, and social protection system for us. This one, uh, this uh, is uh, very, very important. And also we think empower and create a conductive environment for the industry to produce, uh, to increase production, and also uh, to increase uh, the, production of fertilizers in Africa. We realize with this Russia-Ukraine crisis, we have a gap, but we insist to tell to our member state we need to produce these fertilizers in Africa like we did for health issues. We have many countries producing vaccine in Africa and all others medical. We are working with our member state to see how we can increase this conductive environment for the industry. And 
Um, two weeks ago, we were uh, in uh, Niger. The theme of uh, this extraordinary summit was uh, on industrialization and also the diversification of our economies. And uh, uh, in, uh, we insisted on the necessity to include uh, these uh, agriculture issues, fertilizers, and also uh, material and to encourage our young people to go for agriculture because we have lands, we have water, we have uh, youth, a young generation, they can do something on it. And also we we uh, insist on the necessity to write national ambition for food system transformation to serve triple, triple duty action that simultaneously address accessibility to affordable healthy diet to tackle all forms of malnutrition, lifting rural population out of poverty and protect, protecting uh, uh, the, 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 the plain. Uh, we advise also our members to, add, to establish effective coordination across ministries because it's a cross-cutting item and uh, govern bodies at the national and uh, community level as well as humanitarian and development partners and peace actors building and strengthening existing platform wherever possible to avoid duplication of action because sometimes we can see people working separately and uh, that is not uh, helping also in conclusion ladies and gentlemen is clear that um, throughout 2022 uh, the world is facing a dangerous combination of crisis with uh, global impact, and uh, this is uh, very, very difficult for us, uh, uh, not only in Africa and also uh, in the world, because we face uh, uh, uncertainty, we don't know what will happen, the global financial market and some difficulties. These challenges heavily affect the continent and deepen existing inequalities between countries and within societies. Moreover, the impact of this disruption will disproportionately affect groups already vulnerable uh, to malnutrition. Uh, while malnutrition affects at least one of three, one out of three people on the planet, its impacts are particularly heavy on children, uh, women, and girls. And uh, this one, uh, we need to see how uh, to, to, to have solution. And we encourage our member states to, to think specially and, uh, about these children, women, and girls. Given this uh, compounding disruption and recognizing the generational impact of uh, nutrition across multiple sectors, ranging from health to education and economic growth, it is imperative that the activities of 2022 team of year uh, is very important, but we insisted uh, to our member state, one year is not enough. We won't end with all these uh, challenges I mentioned in 2022. We are at the end of the year, and we uh, we told them to continue beyond 2022. I won't say 23 only. I will. I explained them we need to continue this. Uh, 
uh, to implement the team of year and to see how African Union can work collectively, collectively to mitigate the impact of these uh, multiple challenges and get resources to protect uh, and sustain uh, nutrition efforts for people across our continent. It is uh, very important for us. I mentioned the issue of uh, investing. Investing uh, in nutrition can deliver an average. Uh, if you invest $1 and uh, at the end you can have 16, that one is uh, very important because uh, it's, uh, as I mentioned also, is good to prevent. Prevention costs less, but uh, if uh, we have the difficulties, it costs uh, more than that. It is very important for us to to work together and to see together how we can reduce the cost, uh, 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 the cost of all uh, these uh, difficulties uh, on Africa. And uh, I hope we continue working together to achieve uh, a world free of anger and malnutrition. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will be ready for a question, but let me conclude by quoting a, a Zimbabwean uh, proverb, we cannot tell a angry child that you gave him food yesterday. Yesterday was yesterday. We need action now. And that one is very important for us. And to tell you that I'm happy to be with you to exchange this uh, uh, thinking with you. Uh, and I'm ready for questions and comment and observation and suggestion. Merci beaucoup, Madame la modératrice. <laughs> C'est moi qui vous remercie. Um, what a wonderfully compelling presentation. Uh, this raises a lot of very, very important questions for Africa. Um, and you have laid, uh, laid out what the, the real issues were the urgency of accelerating action to eliminate malnutrition in, in the region, uh, the importance of nutrition in terms of building human capital. I like the fact that you have a vision or you collectively have a vision of what uh, Africa wants and what Africa wants is a strong uh, continent with zero malnutrition or hunger. Um, you've emphasized the importance of multi-sectorality, which is fundamental. We all know that nutrition is a multi-sectoral problem, is the result of, of deficiencies in different sectors and needs to be addressed through multi-sectoral actions. Um, I also think uh, your point is very important about the fact that nutrition is not just this year. Malnutrition and dealing with nutrition will will not take only this year of nutrition. You need to have to have a way to continue over time and, and have a plan for monitoring what's, what's happening and how progress is achieved. And, and your call for more data is extremely important as well. You've covered the, uh, the issues of, of, uh, of climate change. So um, we have, a lot of questions to, to ask in in reaction because you've covered a lot of ground and we'd like to dig a little bit deeper into um, some of the questions. I see some questions here. Um, uh, 
Okay, I will start uh, with a question from Charlotte uh, Hebebrand from, from IFPRI. Um, the AU is hosting a fertilizer and soil health summit next June. How do you see this topic fitting into the topic of human nutrition and food security? Do you see an open door there for uh, bringing in these topics? No, I'll sure. It's, yeah. It is very important. I, I, um, last uh, July, I was explaining to members that I don't the issue of fertilizers. We have uh, raw material to produce these fertilizers in Africa. We have uh, uh, young youth, they are so dynamic, they can do something in agriculture. And seeing a topic, a summit or a meeting on it is very important for us uh, because uh, we need to, to, to change the narrative. And uh, we realize that we can produce many things, but without fertilizer, it might be difficult. I don't have information about that summit. If I can have more information, we will be ready to participate and also uh, to see how, what can be our contribution to encourage member states to, 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 to produce in Africa. We cannot produce um, without fertilizers. And uh, it's important, yes, I saw, I'm the daughter of a farmer. We used to farm without this fertilizer. It was good, but today it won't, it, it is not possible because we were, uh, for example, Burkina Faso, we were 4 million. Now we are talking about 20 million. Uh, using our material without fertilizer might be difficult, but we can, uh, we can encourage the production in Africa. And I'm uh, encouraging some country, uh, which have raw material for this fertilizer to attend also this one. We need more information on it and we will be happy to participate in that meeting. Excellent. Um, another question from uh, David Foley Aivor, founder and CEO of Agromix in Ghana. Uh, congratulate you on, on an excellent presentation and ask, um, do you have any strategy in terms of collaboration to partner with the private sector to tackle these issues? We all know that there are some challenges uh, in terms of collaborating with the private sector, but do you have concrete uh, examples maybe or suggestions on how to do that successfully? No, you, the last one was uh, Abidjan. We have private sector with us. We cannot talk about malnutrition, they have money. They can contribute also. Uh, they have a need to invest also in nutrition, in agriculture, and uh, to produce uh, in Africa. It's very important for us to have private sector. Another example to show you that uh, we need now to change because uh, before it was a member state only partners, but now we cannot uh, only prioritize these people. We need private sector also. And lately, we, we Dangote, Dangote uh, was with us, not himself, but he was represented uh, in the uh, Abidjan uh, uh, meeting. And also we realized, uh, I, as mentioned, I have a humanitarian, another example to say that we include uh, private sector, uh, to sensitize them. We have, we organized Malabo Summit in uh, last May on uh, how we can finance humanitarian aspect in Africa. We have a contribution from par uh, private sector also. 
because you are private, if you have a war, what kind of business can you do if you have a humanitarian people everywhere? We, if you have private, uh, uh, you have, how do you call uh, a, a conflict and we we are working with them to involve the private sector peace process uh humanitarian help and so on and so on to to work with them to tell them africa if we want to build the africa we want we need all of us private government organization partner we need to work together because together we are strong mm -hmm. um we have a question from Matiwos. Gebregesus, Markets Research and Publications Officer at Addis Ababa University in Ethiopia, who asks, how do you think food security in Africa can be ensured by 2030, despite the strategies to which each state is committed to implement? That's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. If uh, we don't change the narrative, we won't achieve uh, this objective. I'm quite sure for that. <laughs> 2030 is tomorrow. We are 2022, just 80 years. Mm -hmm. If we don't change the narrative, we don't finish with conflict, terrorist attacks, we won't finish with malnutrition and anger in Africa. Mm -hmm. And also, um, when I see uh, climate change issues, what can we do? We need the support of uh, other uh, countries, uh, developed countries. I see the, the fund, they agreed to have a fund on climate change, how this fund will be. How, what will be uh, the objective of fund is important to have it. We were fighting to have it, but we need to change. With, with uh, this, uh, if we continue like that with uh, climate change, flood and uh, drought, I don't, I'm not sure we can achieve. And also we talk about um, uh, uh, silencing the guns. <laughs> Uh, Jesus is, uh, in, is in Ethiopia. I have been living in Ethiopia for more than uh, 20 years. I know what is happening, but how to finish with, uh, with conflict also, that is very important. We said silencing the gun, we never say, guns never silent. How we can achieve the nutrition uh, strategy, we can have our objective with uh, a crisis continue. And uh, we have uh, inside the situation is catastrophic and we cannot finish with uh, malnutrition in this area. I was in Southern Africa also. We have floods at the same time drought. It's very difficult. We need to change the narrative and together we will change it. Mm -hmm. Uh, talking about climate change and about narrative, uh, we also have a, a question uh, asking whether you could share your reflections about what the nutrition community should do in, in, in improving the presence or, or the representation of the problem of nutrition and malnutrition at COP28, for example. We know that uh, COP27 was really lacking in terms of uh, of talk, talking about the topic of, of nutrition and how nutrition uh, affects, uh, how climate change affects nutrition and nutrition in turn affects the future uh, generations and the future of countries. Um, so can you uh, comment on what you think the nutrition community should do to be more proactive about bringing nutrition more squarely in the discussions at COP28? 
<laughs> you are right. The question is complicated <laughs> because uh, we got to finish. Uh, I wasn't in um, in uh, uh, Sharm El Sheikh initially. We planned to go because I have uh, a, a side even on uh, humanitarian and climate change and nutrition and climate change and so on. I couldn't go. I do right now. I don't have. Um, all the feedback of uh, COP2027. Uh, uh, but the person is right to talk about 28, how we can bring a nutrition communities uh, to have it on agenda. We need to work together. Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned, we won't stop uh, the nutrition only this year. My objective, and I insisted uh, to our members to say, look, uh, <coughs> When we the head of state decided to have this team, we didn't know that we will have a Ukraine and a Russia crisis. And uh, if we don't finish that one and the impact, how we can uh, finish with nutrition problems is not possible. Uh, I think we need to work together and the whole uh, community to bring the item on the agenda of COP28. But before that, how we can be engaged at the level of our communities, level of our national, uh, at, at national level, uh, RECs, uh, our regional communities level, because they are in the ground. They, they know what is happening there and we need to work together. And if after that we come together with a conclusion, with a recommendation and to be united uh, in COP28, I think we can continue, we can have this matter on agenda. The problem of in our continent is um, sometimes this is not political aspect question. We need to go united. If you are you are united, you can have uh, a result. But uh, if you are working, this the question is so important. One person cannot uh, live and one community cannot end this uh, malnutrition issue. We need to work together and working together can bring the the question on the agenda of COP28. Thank you. Um, one, uh, one topic you mentioned, you did mention youth and, uh, and as you know, adolescence uh, is, is a period of extreme vulnerability in terms of nutrition, but also the time when we can support uh, adolescents uh, and youth to improve on, on their nutrition behaviors and their diets, and, and, and that would have long-term consequences as they become parents themselves. So could you share some, some experiences in bringing young people and adolescents into the discussion, and especially to advocate for nutrition? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I used to say I got uh, some responsibilities when I was young. For me, having youth with us is very important. I do not organize an activity with, without youth. For example, for Malabo, when we were organizing Malabo Summit, how, what can be the contribution of youth to find a, a durable solution to force displacement in Africa? We organized a big forum with them uh, to see with them how, what can be the contribution. Of, they have an input in uh, what we, uh, we, we gave to our head of state. We organized many side events with them. It's not only in um, 
in uh, how do you call uh, uh, humanitarian aspect all uh, areas we have uh, them in health issues for example how we can hand malaria tuberculosis and uh, hiv without the contribution of the youth they are youth they can sensitize over you to say you need to take precaution to avoid hiv you need also to 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 have a, a clean area to avoid uh, mustico to grow in in your environment and so on and so on we are working with them on the issues of nutrition also to have the input of youth and uh, to be sure that the strategies we will have will include also youth participation youth contribution to end the the anger in africa to end uh, malnutrition in africa we cannot do because they are young uh, if you see in some countries from uh, 15 years to 42, you will have in some countries 75%. It's huge. We need the contribution of these people. And uh, we are working with them. It's not only my department. We are, oh, it's a cross-cutting issue. And we have occasion in 2017 to, to work about the dividend demographic. What can be the contribution of uh, uh, this important dividend for the Africa we want with uh, peaceful Africa, stability, development, integration, and uh, population well-nourished and uh, well-being, it's uh, very important. We have youth in our uh, old strategies. Uh, and when I was uh, in, um, I was commissioner in charge of political affairs, I need to have, I used to have youth contribution thing for election, to observe election discussion, to be sure, and also on human rights also. It's very important uh, to work with a new generation. They used to say, we used to say, they have a future, they are not the future, they are saying we have a, <laughs> if we need Africa, they, they are the current, current person of Africa, they are right because they have a majority, we cannot work without them. To tell them we need also, I know some youth are following us, we need your contribution together, we can do the job as our generation and you also, uh, the Africa of today and Africa of tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a question from Bunu Kolo Modu, nutrition assistance from Borno State, Northern uh, Virginia, uh, Northern Nigeria. Are there any measures that are put in place by AU to reduce the cases of malnutrition or undernutrition and how to overcome these issues? Uh, I don't uh, come on, please. Yeah, uh, the question is about whether the African Union has uh, any idea on how to reduce the cases of malnutrition and or, or undernutrition, how to um, uh, achieve, I guess, a better and faster reduction in terms of undernutrition in the region and, and, and prevent, as you mentioned in your, in your talk, how to uh, do more in terms of prevention. Yes, um, uh, how to reduce. Yes, we have, uh, I used to say last uh, July, one minister asked me, uh, what do you achieve, commissioner? I said, it's not my role to go and start doing the job at the, it's our member state. We have strategies. You have to do this, that, that, that. If you do that, you will achieve your objective. For example, finance is not my role to, to go and finance. I don't have any money. 
<laughs> but, but I'm telling them you need to put on your budget 10% of your budget to handle the issue. And, and uh, we are sensitizing them, but happily I can see many countries uh, launch the team, they are working on it to reduce, but the challenge now in the world is, uh, is so huge that the gain we have, uh, the challenge will reduce that one, that's the main problem we have. And also I was explaining when I was a child, we don't eat bread in the morning before going to school. <laughs> they will give you boiling yam. If you have that one, you will go to school. You won't be angry. And uh, they will give you banana and so on and so on. But all of us morning, we need bread. We need to change also the manner we are reacting. Or how can we farm wheat in Africa? If we want to eat bread, we want to eat spaghetti, we need to produce also wheat in Africa. We have uh, strategies on all these issues on agriculture, fertilizers, and uh, infrastructure. And uh, the problem is the implementation of our decision. We have decision, we have strategies, we are sensitizing to implement, but uh, what can we do? I don't have guns to say and say the Burkina Faso, you didn't implement uh, my strategy of nutrition. What can I do? I have only... Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, the possibility to sensitize them, to work with them, to have meetings with them to say, this is a priority. If I visited if, if the country also, I want to be sure that some strategies are on the top level of strategies of the government, that what we can do to reduce uh, undernutrition person and also uh, to produce more. Producing more is very important uh, and uh, producing in Africa, we can do it and we have to do it. Okay, so you don't have the authority to tell them do this and do that. <laughs> I have authority to say it, but I don't have a, a possibility to oblige to say to go in daily basis to check if they implement. Yes. I have that authority when I, I have meetings sometimes uh, it's not easy to engage our members, but my role is to, uh, to engage them to say that we need to change and we are changing is slow, but we don't have choice. Yes. We have, yeah. And I'm sure you are inspiring them, which is very important as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned uh, school, I mean, you mentioned your own experience with going to school sort of without really a good breakfast, and can you talk a little bit about the role of schools and the education sector in terms of uh, supporting nutrition through school meals or, or regulation of what is sold around schools or any uh, is that is there uh, quite a bit going on in this area in Africa? Yes, we do have. Uh, we have a department in charge of education innovation. They have a school feeding. I remember attending on behalf of the commissioner uh, on that one in, the, in our uh, countries. Um, all our members said we have a feeding in school. We have uh, and to improve what children are uh, are eating. And it is full for two reasons. Some uh, children cannot afford uh, a, a good meal, a good diet at home and uh, having one meal at school, it's very important. And we used to have it in our, in our country. 
the morning they will give you what they want, but uh, in school, uh, midday, they will give, uh, uh, um, how do you call, a meal to, to people. And that I, I remember, thank you to uh, Sean, we have USAID um, uh, milk and uh, maize and flowers, and they cook that one for us in uh, school. And uh, it was very important. Our countries are doing it. Uh, they buy uh, uh, locally uh, uh, food and also to for uh, with that one you you will keep children in school especially for girls if the parents are sure that the four or five children they can afford meal at at in school <laughs> they will keep them in school uh, we have a strategy on it uh, under the department of uh, education science innovation we have a that strategy there, and we are encouraging our member state to do it. And I remember also example of one country, this uh, food uh, meal in school uh, encouraged uh, a parent to keep uh, girls in school <laughs> because every Friday they will bring rice, milk and uh, flour and oil at home every Friday. <laughs> if you miss one class, you won't have this one. And parents were obliged to send girls. And to be sure that all these girls will, uh, will be at uh, finish primary school and going to secondary, we can remove them for harmful practices. Uh, this one is working. And also we have some strategies on children. We have a subcommittee, uh, not subcommittee, committee on um, human uh, children right and uh, children uh, well-being we have a committee engaging our member state based on a report of member state they will say this you do about children is not good you have to you have to it's very important and uh, members said are careful <laughs> because it's not good for any country to see uh, to have your name saying that you don't respect children right you don't do that is very important this is the arm we have uh, mary to oblige our member state uh, to 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 implement our strategies okay um, a question from Mohamed uh, Agbendek. What is the expect? What is expected from the year of nutrition in Africa, and how can we improve the nutrition investments at country level? I think you have covered some of that, but uh, the question uh, asked maybe for a little bit more. Uh, and how can the African Union support countries on capacity building? So that's a, a lot of questions in one. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I mentioned it at the beginning. We have uh, our objective. Uh, I'm not sure we will uh, we will uh, have. Uh, how do you call it? We will implement because when we talk about this nutrition expectation, for me, a very important is uh, to end anger. And uh, I will start by stunting children. <laughs> to reduce, to, to end anger and bring stunting to 10%. That one is very important. You know, the first five years is, uh, uh, the first five years are very important for uh, children to build the immunity, to, to, to have them, but it is very, and to build the brain. 
if you have malnutrition children, it cannot be useful uh, when it will grow. If it, it doesn't have uh, this humidity of the first five years, this is very important. And some countries are, uh, are working on it and we are going to share experience and we need the support for that one. Uh, example, Ethiopia, uh, I attended, uh, they have uh, a, a, a very uh, a strategy uh, in ending uh, this uh, situation, uh, stunting children from zero to five is very important. Uh, I requested some partners to support us to share this pro this kind of project with other member states. We cannot do the 55 countries at the same time, but we need the support to, to implement that one uh, is important. And also over white, white people. When you see, and, and that one is uh, also difficult, when you see under wet, when I visited a camp of refugee, camp of IDP, and I saw, and their wet children, I, I, I'm sad, I'm quite sure we cannot achieve that one uh, uh, by 2025. It is very important, but we are working and uh, encouraging uh, the implementation of strategies. And we expect, I'm not a pessimist, I'm optimist. Uh, not trying is not uh, good, but uh, trying is more important. We can succeed, yes. We can fail, yes. But not trying is not uh, is not uh, as uh, we have to do something and to change. As I mentioned at the beginning, the narrative uh, on uh, this malnutrition uh, uh, and over weight, and also when sometimes when I'm walking, I will see some children uh, with obesity. I said, what? <laughs> this is uh, this became also a problem. It's very important for us, but. Uh, it starts at family level. If you see your children is uh, eating, eating to become obese, you have to work and to tell and to, 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 to try to do something. But uh, this one is very important. Uh, yeah, we won't finish uh, in 2022, but my expectation is to continue. And uh, when I will be leaving this commission, I will, uh, I know that uh, I, Maybe uh, we won't finish with this uh, difficult situation, but uh, I can say we bring our contribution uh, uh, to finish, to end uh, uh, anger and uh, malnutrition in Africa. And also, and um, I engage all of you to, especially African, to, to engage your government. We said we need 10% uh, of budget uh, for agriculture. I don't know how many countries are doing it, putting 10% uh, for agriculture, but uh, it is very important. We have strategies, very good strategies, but the implementation is the problem. If we want to achieve our objective to, uh, to go more than the expectation and to say we realize we did, we, we do it, we achieve it, we need to commit also our member state to increase budget for agriculture, budget for nutrition, and uh, especially budget for um, domestic resources. If we don't finance nutrition, mm -hmm. we won't uh, achieve our objective. Very good, excellent. Uh, we have time for one more question. I will select one uh, from Shadrach Agaki, communications and food policy expert in Kenya. 
I'm excited to learn of the commitment of the AU on matters of food security and nutrition. I would love to hear from the commissioner on communication strategies to ensure holistic approach from the regional to local food system actors to aid transformation of the food system. No, he's right. Communication strategy is very important. We need to work on that one. Uh, <laughs> when we have a meeting, uh, we have a, a journalist media with us, but we need to go beyond uh, this kind of engagement. We need the support of uh, media to, to bring this uh, strategy at the uh, at, at attention of uh, our member state. We have strategy not well known, but uh, they, they are not implementing, but we need the support of media. We have communication strategy. We have a department of communication and all of us, when we have a, a meeting, we have a people with us, but it's stopped after that. We need to continue in daily basis to engage with communication. Thank you for that question. That reminded me that we need to change also the situation of communication. Uh, well, I have time to add maybe one more uh, from Soter Bede, a nutritionist in, in uh, the Republic of Benin. What can we do in order to motivate communities to continue to nutrition activities when project ends? So, uh, I think this question goes to the point that there's a lot going on in, in, in several countries in, in Africa of programs being implemented, but they last uh, the duration of the actual grant or the donor uh, and the, the donor ends a project and the communities go back to uh, their original situation. So is there anything to do to increase the sustainability, if you want, uh, to improve the sustainability uh, of these projects or these investments so that we don't stop everything once the funding is going down and that there is a plan for sustaining some of the interventions? We will have uh, occasion to engage our member state. Uh, I will engage ambassadors in January, then uh, executive council in uh, uh, in February and uh, head of state that won't be at my level. We have champion and we have a very, very engaged head of state like the king of uh, Lesotho. He is very engaged to end malnutrition and anger in Africa. He's doing his best, sensitizing his peers, sensitizing civil society. Oh, look, he was uh, my second time to meet him. I, we were together in Abidjan. We are going to organize after the summit, February summit, and a big event with him in Maseru uh, to see how we can go beyond what we have how we can implement uh, all decision to increase investment, to implement our strategies, and also uh, to encourage youth to go for agriculture. That's the main problem, youth. And uh, I will give my own example, and I encourage many to do it. My special assistant is uh, connected. When I left organization, I uh, tried myself. It's not my first time. When I was in the government, I used to have uh, the prime minister say, look, you need to encourage you young generation to come in agriculture. Uh, as a daughter of farmer, 
I decided to farm and I do it for, uh, during four years. And uh, my husband, a retired person, we are farming rice and it's going well. We, we add uh, 10 tons this year. We couldn't have fertilizer to say that all of us, we need to, to invest, especially Bénin. Au Bénin, vous avez des terres vraiment cultivables. Je vous encourage en tout cas à vous investir vous aussi dans l'agriculture. Et uh, vous avez de très bons projets que je connais bien uh, au niveau du Bénin. D'étendre cela à, à, à la jeunesse, on a encore du travail. On a besoin de nourrir nos populations. <rire> oui, on peut le faire ensemble. Parfois, euh, avec des petits financements, on peut commencer et ça va se développer. Et euh, j'ai encouragé, je suis avec mon assistant et mes collaborateurs, que j'encourage aussi à aller vers l'agriculture. Ça, c'est un de mes projets. Pas parce que je veux le faire, je veux aussi donner l'exemple. We need to give example to new generation to say yes. You can be at that level like me, but you have to return also and to farm. We need to end anger and we need to end uh, uh, stunting children and we need to do many things in Africa, but together we are strong. We can all contribute also. And I count on, uh, I rely on youth and young generation to do like what we are doing. Thank you so much. Uh, so for those who didn't understand everything, uh, basically the message was that uh, the commissioner encourages everyone to start with uh, investing in small agriculture at home. She provided an example of, of how she did it, and now they're big producers. Uh, <laughs> you may have too much food eventually and don't, not know what to do with it, but uh, she, she thinks, especially in, in Benin, you have good, good, very fertile land, so it's a good idea to, to just start. And... Uh, and I think this has been uh, a strategy during COVID that there's been a lot of, uh, of people who had the opportunity to start growing things at home. And that was a coping mechanism that I'm sure has helped good security for many. But uh, thank you again for such an inspiring presentation and for representing Africa and, and giving us all some hope that there really is a lot going on right now under your leadership. And we are confident that in 10 years from, you said eight, in eight years from now, we will be able to see some progress uh, and, and reverse some of the negative trends we've seen on, on malnutrition and in the region. So uh, moving to our, um, yes. One, one, one yes. thing, <laughs> yes. Um, as we are, I can see we are going to finish. I want to miss that occasion to salute some partners. Uh, we are together with USAID and uh, they are doing fantastic job. We are partners like FAO, NEPAD, and uh, many partners like Nutrition, International Nutrition. I was talking about sharing experience of uh, Ethiopia to and to for uh, stunting children to end with that situation. We are working with partners. I won't miss that occasion. I cannot mention of all of them and to say that they are accompanying us, uh, supporting us uh, to implement the team of year. And also we have, uh, uh, we are building, we are doing, we are uh, uh, developing a communication strategy, uh, like uh, mentioned by uh, my my brother uh, from Kenya, communication strategy uh, and advocacy strategy. That one is very important for us. 
and uh, to salute today's platform, which was very important to share with you. And I'm available uh, at any time to share uh, with uh, with all of you what we are doing. Sometimes it's not well known, and you give me today occasion to to talk about what we are doing. Thank you. Thank you for these concluding words. Um, now we will proceed to our the conclusion of the session with closing remarks from Samuel Benin, who is IFPRI's director in, in Africa. Thank you, Marie. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are connecting from. All protocols observed. So first, um, let me um, also express my gratitude for being part of this lecture and to thank Her Excellency Minata Samate for her reflections and also responses to the very interesting um, questions. So there is consensus that the state of nutrition in Africa is concerning because about 20% of the population is undernourished, which is more than double the rates of incidence of undernourishment in any other region of the world. But there are significant differences across the continent and there are gender differences too. For example, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Ethiopia and Nigeria have the largest numbers of undernourished people on the continent. Whereas countries like Central African Republic, Liberia, Madagascar are among those with the largest shares of the population that are undernourished. Overall, women are more in food secure food insecure compared to men, and boys under the age of five are more stunted than girls of the same age. Among women, for example, anemia is more prevalent in rural areas, while obesity is more prevalent in urban areas. The challenges are many, or the underlying factors are many, but we have heard destruction of economic activities, loss of jobs and incomes, food shortages, and high food prices caused by conflicts and shocks from extreme weather events and pests and diseases are the major drivers of deterioration in food security and nutrition across the continent. These are compounded by the gender gaps in economic opportunity, education, health, and political participation, among others. There are several initiatives aimed at addressing Africa's malnutrition challenges. These include the African Union's declaration of 2022 as the year of nutrition for Africa, which adds to the spotlights that have been cast on the issues and pushes for greater political commitment and increased investment for nutrition. Prior achievements include the Global Sun Movement started in 2010, that now has 40 of the 60 countries involved from Africa. Mainstreaming of nutrition in the National Agriculture Investment Plans since 2014 as part of the African Union's Comprehensive Africa Agriculture Development Program and the Malabo Declaration, and also the establishment of the African Leaders for Nutrition Initiative in 2018. Associated with these initiatives are the Continental Nutrition Accountability Scorecard and also the Africa Agricultural Transformation Scorecard that aim to promote actionable information to African leaders and their stakeholders on the status and progress of nutrition on the continent. From the nutrition scorecard, for example, 
we can see that majority of the countries have made progress in implementing many of the agreed actions, such as passing legislation on food fortification and breastfeeding, and also having a multisectoral action plan on nutrition. But when you look at the performance on the outcome indicators from those same scorecards on outcomes such as stunting and anemia, as well as access to key services such as water and sanitation, you will see that majority of the countries have made little progress or they are not on track to achieve the stated targets. Also, it is not clear how actionable the results of the scorecards are. For example, which policies or investments need to be modified, whether to scale up or to cut back, and what are the trade-offs? And when you look, also look at, the, at many of the action plans on nutrition and also the national agriculture investment plans, you will notice that they are heavily underfunded and so are unlikely to be fully implemented. This is due to other sectors and actors making hefty demands on the same limited resources. So as the commissioner mentioned, for example, with the CADEP target, um, expenditure target of 10%, they also have the, um, targets for education, nutrition, and you know, increasing the demand for one, you have to cut back on other because of the limited resources. So a fundamental question is how to increase the effectiveness and efficiency of existing resources, considering the multiple objectives of the nutrition action plans, as well as achieving broader national development objectives. The work of some of IFPRI colleagues um, David Laborde and Joe Glaber, for example, on repurposing policy measures to support healthy diets, for example, offer some answers to this question. So for example, results of their work on Africa show that repurposing subsidies to producers or from producers to consumers to support healthy diets can have significant benefits in terms of reducing the cost of diets, improving food security and nutrition, and reducing greenhouse gases. But there are trade-offs too, such as reduction in agricultural production and farm incomes. So this type of analysis, in addition to improving the quality of data for the scorecards and also in developing the action plans can help African leaders and their development partners make more impactful policy and investment decisions to address the nutrition challenges across the continent. Thank you, and I wish you a good rest of your day. Over to you, Marie. Thank you so much. Uh, and this concludes our wonderful event. Um, just a, a note that uh, we, have a, we will have a video recording of the event. So uh, thanks to all of you for participating. And a really big, big thanks to Commissioner Samate uh, we really enjoyed our time with you and appreciate that you spent all this time with us. Um, and, uh, and tell your friends, uh, I, I'm not sure how, how many people could attend today, but please tell your friends to join uh, or to listen to the video and, and learn from uh, our ambas Ambassador Samate about what to do with, uh, uh, in the future to improve nutrition in, in Africa. Um, uh, one, uh, one last piece of information, please to not tune in on our next event, which is Harmful Environmental Impacts of Agriculture Subsidies, 
on December 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, again, Ambassador Samate, we are very grateful for your wonderful presentation and presence at, at the event. Thank you.